notings. First things first, pulling up the notes. <laughs> what was that? Fetty Pull Wop? Up. How does the Fetty Wop song go? <laughs> I know how you think the Fetty Wop song goes. <laughs> <laughs> Making poops. Oh, uh, yeah. With my baby. I'm making boobs with my baby. <laughs> I'll be making... <laughs> I'll be in the toilet making boobs with my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the kitchen making poops with my baby. Ah, yeah. <laughs> in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't find the notes. <laughs> oh, God. Bloody phone is shaking the whole desk. I um, watched them. I wrote them in my patient notes, like on the, on the on the freshest page, <laughs> and then opened up to my Love Island notes today when I was at work and got confused for a, a brief moment. <laughs> just with the patient, it's like, which patient is this? <laughs> and you're just to the patient, you're like, so tell me about what happened with Katie. got bad line i know you seem to be cutting up sometimes too maybe if you connect to your phone instead of your in home internet oh do zoom on me phone no like just tether your computer to your phone oh do you think it's that yeah 4G is usually much better than ADSL these days. But this is the internet I always use. Yeah, but it's uh, the internet. I think it's because of my compute. But now we're not <laughs> cutting out. You want to just go through it and see what's what? See what happens? All I right. try my 5G. Do you have 5G? Well, I've got the thing, you know, it's like, 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz, which I don't think is 5G. Oh, that's not 5G. That's just I the know. Wi-Fi frequency. I just yeah. call it 5G. Okay. Cinque G. You call it 5G because there's 5Gs in your house. That's true, actually. Mm. Um, okay, do you want me to try a tap? No, I, you know no what? we're good. Let's just do it. Let's just go. Yeah, okay, we'll just go. Hopefully it doesn't cut out. Realistically, we're already going. And literally, are we? Have you pressed record? I have pressed record a while ago. Oh, dang. I'm making poops with my baby. I'll ah, be in the yeah. toilet making poops with my baby. <laughs> ah, yeah. What were just we singing how long yesterday? It has been since. What we... were we singing are yesterday? You even and to me? Sim- Oh, no, you cut out. I was just talking. You would cut out, darling. No, I didn't. Now you're using it as an excuse to interrupt no, me. I've got you're the like, recording oh, right you here. You cut out. I've, I've told a whole story over you. <laughs> I've got the recording right here. It didn't register you at all. Are you serious? But now that you've given me that idea, I am going to use it. What's that? You're like, cutting out. As I was saying. Oh, shit. Okay, let me get a cord. Um... Okay, let me try and use this internet from my Computron. Um, take out my dual charger. And 
Sam? Alana. Who are you texting, mate? Uh, still Anna. Come on now. You've been texting for like half an hour. Come on. Untrue. And you've been having f- fucking seniors problems with your computer. <laughs> uh, and then I hacked the mainframe, so. It's true. You like acid you burn from the movie yeah. Hackers 1995. Have we been recording this whole time? The entire time. When I had that dissociation, that technological dissociation. Yeah. We've been recording for 10 minutes. Oy vey, this is going to be an editing nightmare. No, it's not. We're just, we'll just so make sure to... everything we say from now is really uh, astute or, or funny. Good, good, because I, so I wanted to tell the listeners that it has been an extraordinarily long time since we last recorded together. Yeah, well, we decided that we would edit through our backlog of recordings because we're clearly very enthusiastic about recording and much less enthusiastic about, about editing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then last week we released our last one, so now we get to start recording again and we're going to be more up to date. We're going to be with the times now. Yeah, we're going to be w- w- with the times every fortnight. Uh, yeah. With the times every fortnight, we're moving mm-hmm. to a fortnightly schedule so that we can um, get enough time to watch enough Love Mainland, Love Island, that is, <laughs> to um, generate all of this content. So it had maybe been at least two months, right? At least um, since we last watched Love Island together and then recorded an epi. So last night, I mean, I don't know, when did you go into state to work? For that month. Um, that was when we last recorded. No, really? Yeah. But I was away for June. I, I don't think we've recorded since then because we that was our backlog. Damn. All right. Well, we had a lot July, of backlog. Yeah. yeah, a couple of months. And so last night we sat down and watched episode 23 and then we couldn't get enough and then we watched episode 24 and then Sam was like, oh, I just need to know what happens. Can we just watch the beginning of episode 25? And then we watched all of season episode 25. So last night we watched three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all uh, – no, the first one was pretty shit and then the last two were bangers. Yeah. But I, I've got to say like – I don't know if it's returning back to watching it or because now I know the show so well, but I, I or they've settled into themselves and, and the social group. But everything they say just sounds ridiculous. Like they could really come out with some crazy things. No, no. I suppose it's probably my distance. Well, like what? Like um, Sophie saying to Tom on their separate date when they went and sat on a rock Mm. and they're having like a very meaningful, deep, sincere conversation about their love for each other without using the word love. Mm. And she, with genuine terror in her eyes, was like, I was, I'm I'm relieved that you're not worried that I didn't, uh, that I've dated girls in the past. And he was like, oh, I would never judge old-fashioned to judge and she was like oh i'm so glad and then he said i neck on with rugby lads all the time and then she was like haha i'd love to see that but he was being serious and i just feel like their true nature is coming out now are you sure he was being serious i I think he was i mean he may very well be being like double negative serious 
but it, you know, he was intending to say, oh, you, uh, you think I'm going to crack out because I said I'm going to crack out when I'm really going to what? crack out. <laughs> 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 you know that? There's a joke <laughs> that Zizek always quotes, uh, um, and lots of Lacanians do. Oh, about, it's um, a Lacanian joke. It's one of those ones. It's not. It's a Jewish joke, but I think that there's no difference. <laughs> they, it's always Jewish jokes that tend to come up. But mm. um, it's like... Uh, I'm just I'm going to murder it, but I'll just so you got the structure of the joke. There's two um, Jews meeting at the station in Bzeszow, some Polish town, uh, mm-hmm. and he and w- w- Jaime asks David, "Where where where are you off to today, David?" And David says, "I'm off to Warsaw." Oh, I'm off to Krakow is the one. <laughs> this is the Krakow joke, no? <laughs> it is, but I forget which For way he, I forget which way he <laughs> negates that he's going to Krakow. And he uh-huh. says, oh, you're telling me to you're telling me you're going to Krakow because you want me to think you're lying and yes, actually yes, going yes. to Warsaw when in fact I know you really are going to Krakow. And it's the same thing with him. He's uh, with painted egg it's like yeah they do do heaps of gay shit in the rugby locker room but he's joking about how they do gay shit because he wants her to he wants to both affirm and negate it at the same time so you say a truthful thing with sarcasm Mm. and you're both negating and affirming you get to own both both posies at the one at the one moment yeah that's definitely i think tom was actually making an explicit reference to that joke Um, no, I reckon he's Tom totally, is a Lacanian. He is. Painted Egg is a Lacanian. He's I been watching Zizek YouTubes. Um, I think he's being 100% sincere. I think he, like, macks on with his rugby mates. And Really? I mean, I, yeah. don't, I don't doubt that he does, but do you really think that he was, be, he was just trying to take an earnest tone when he was <laughs> saying that? Well... You seem nonplussed by the comment. Is that because you just thought immediately that he was being sarcastic? Because I just thought I... it was that double circuit that I just described. Yeah. I thought, yes, there's a lot of homoeroticism in that locker room, I'm sure. But he's sort of owning it in a sarcastic way so as not to actually own it. Yeah, but what I'm interested in is whether or not he necks on with the rugby lads. I doubt they kiss. But they mm. probably touch dicks and put their oh. fingers in each other's bum holes and stuff like that. Mm. Stuff that classifies as jokes in the army and in locker rooms. Or crack of one, yeah. two. Yes. Fingering your mates for a laugh. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe I completely misread the situation and thought Tom was just casually admitting to his own bisexuality. Yeah, I mean, he was. <laughs> <That's the one. laughs> Indeed, he was. He was, seeing as we all are. Yeah, I was thinking about this in relation to the show and another, like, absolutely hectic thing that was said this episode was between Liana and Adam and really the entire villa talking about her being a stripper and him very casually saying that he was surprised that she'd been to uni. 
because she was a stripper. And then they talk about this this stereotype of strippers as not intelligent. So they sort of play with it, but it's a surprise, but not really because it's weird. Because there's also like that stere- There's also like a competing stereotype of the sex worker, which is that they are in uni. Yeah, yeah, putting yeah, themselves yes, through right. school or something—that's like another cultural yes. trope for the sex worker. Is that like? I think that's more of an American trope. Is it okay. because of the cost of college? Yeah, right. But I mean, even the fact that they use the word uni on this show—I think we share this with British culture. Mm. That that that. But, but and it's funny to what I. It's I hard because I'm on Twitter, so now that my whole notion of a quote unquote sex worker is somebody who like writes very long Marxist threads on Twitter. Oh, that's the thing. I'm not even on Twitter, but yeah. because I'm because we exist in the in the world that we do, mm. these are no longer taboos that are that are novel. But and, you get- and it's interesting to see the cogs turning for these people when they think they're pushing a boundary. Because they you might also forget how close to school age these people are, except for yeah, Sophie. True. But Painted Egg, how long is he out of school? Right. These, yeah, but but I, I think with every generation, taboos lessen, so that maths doesn't really work. I guess not. Yeah, that's true. They should still have progressed somewhat more than when but we yeah, were in school. But yeah, these taboos of like the intelligent stripper, the like deciding that it's old-fashioned to judge bisexuality, mm. it's, it's sort of backwards but they don't abide those taboos they play with them mm. but you're sort of seeing them on a precipice they're somewhere i don't know they i think yeah they're, they're somewhere at a boundary and it's maybe it was the time between viewings because i was really taken by it yeah well but they're certainly they're not libertines these people like they're no not, that's right even though they're on this like sexy television show and they're very um, they they engage in a prom, prom, promiscuity of attention or whatever. Like they'll they'll catch anybody's eye, uh, but they are always performing something very traditional. Mm-hmm. Very. Even then, yeah. when I say traditional, it's all it's almost so far gone that I don't even know which tradition I'm referring to. Right. And it's so sexed up. It's like a carry on. It's like carry on mores. Mores? <laughs> carry on. No. What are you trying to say? <laughs> it's like carry on. Like it's. Uh, like the carry on. Like, like the carry on series of films. You know, it's like. It's yeah, like yeah. When bo- you take bo- like boarding. liquor onto the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like your carry-on luggage. <laughs> carry-on luggage. We should make that film. Sexy luggage handlers. Oh, there is a vicar there. I've only ever seen clips from the carry-on films, but uh, who? Carry-on luggage. Who was? <laughs> was that Benny Hill or something? Who is? Yeah, the, it's it's really similar. I don't. Is, I don't who's think the is guy Benny in Hill it? Carry-on, but. <laughs> Benny I don't Hill know. Is the same body, like is this, uh, tits and ass. I feel stupid not knowing who it is, but he just looks like a rock. He's got a face that looks like a like <laughs> like a bit of gravel. You he's know? slimmer than Benny Hill, I think. Yes, he is slimmer than Benny Hill, but yeah. he's just rough. And <laughs> and then there's always these like UK style slappers with bad teeth and huge knockers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I, I think you, some of our Love Island stars' parents were in carry-on films, perhaps. Totally. And because the child is the unconscious of the parent, they've taken on those, like, poles of attraction. And that's why we've got Liana. Because the stripper that we were just talking about now, mm. who has, like, huge fake titties and, like, badly, very badly done lips... Yes. But badly done but in the way that people sort of ask for them to be done that way, right? They're like, um, you know, their they're, they're, uh, cosmetic injector or whatever you call them mm. um, um, is like, uh, well, we can't put more than a mil in there. And they just say, they just say give me four mils. I want yeah, the yeah, four yeah. mil look. <laughs> they slam the desk. Yeah. And... Um, you don't need that to make money as a stripper. <laughs> Grab the plastic surgeon by the tie. Yeah. <laughs> Three more mils. <laughs> yeah, her lips protrude so much that they got sunburned independently of the rest of her face. Yes. Like it seemed like uh, the two days afterwards when she was complaining and it looked like her lips were falling off, she was complaining of having burnt them. Yeah. I think it's that was a cold sore and she was just claiming it to be burnt lips. Oh, no. You think it was too diffuse and widespread? Yeah, it was. But also it didn't add up that it almost seemed like the rest of her face had been in the shade. Well, maybe she, did just, she didn't put <laughs> chapstick on. You have to put some SPF chapstick on those well, lips. What do you do with that real estate? Yeah. Really <laughs> it's true. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of surface area for the <laughs> solar rays to fall upon. But I've had burnt lips before, just the lips. Mm. Mm. Got to zinc it up. I, I don't do that. You do. I read that mm. nothing but zinc is actually safe for you now. Everything, all, everything else, like the oxy, watch your mouth. Whatchamacallits and the benzo trebridum, they all go in. They go. They go in your bloodstream through your skin. Oh yeah, no, that's if you use a chemical sunscreen. I always use a physical sunscreen. You use a mineral sun. They'd all be physical, wouldn't they? No, they they call it physical because it's like blocking it. Don't they all block it? No. Well, how does the other ones? How does the other ones? Welcome to the sunscreen podcast. Nah, I remember doing some research about this. The physical sunscreen is zinc and other minerals that block it as opposed to absorbing as it. As opposed to metaphysical re- sunscreen. Yeah. Which you actually have to rep- apply internally. You have to shelve it. <laughs> you do. Yeah. No, even more internally, you have to think it. Right. The most mm. internal that you can get. Mm. You just have to look at a photo of it for a long time. God has to speak it into your ear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else? So is... this, what else? What? No, you go. Well, I was just going to talk about another, like, similar to this idea of like myself watching the show as these sort of carry-on conservatives. The same can be said when they're playing with these taboos. Mm. This, like, I think I similarly categorized their tattoos, their heavy, heavy tattooing. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that subculture? Well, They're not... it's not a subculture. There's that, that, a thing. Olivia is not part of any subculture because mm. mm. she's the most heavily tattooed in there, isn't she? 
Or other than Terry. Oh, and like Terry, yeah. Terry's. And all of, like, yeah. Yeah, and Terry's like got neck tats going up onto his jawline. Yeah. But he is not a tough Terry cunt. Terry in particular, exactly. And like, he's not a fucking punk. No. He's not a, he's not a criminal. No. So, again, with this playing of taboos. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, but he's just... Because, um, do you remember uh, a few episodes ago, as far as the releases go, but this is months ago, we were talking about the paper, like what your type is on paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think this yeah. relates to that. I think that the people um, who go into Love Mainland, and probably all of us to a... Well, no, definitely all of us to an extent you know, um, make ourselves up as an archetype on paper or as a as a type mm-hmm, on paper mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, and the location of the paper, I guess we didn't get this far when we were talking about it, but it's mm. like it's got to do with the parents, right, because it's mm. got to do with what would be called the ideal ego, the, the ego that the ego strives to be. But for like Terry... Mm. Uh, and for many of them, it's so shallow, the attributes of that ego, because they're just, you know, when they come on the show and they're like, I like a tradie, and that's it. That's mm, like their mm. one criterion on paper. And, you know, and they're like, like oh, well, he's got he's got all uh, the things I like. Yeah. He's it got tattoos and yes. he's tanned. Yes. They're like my two criteria, you know. And I yes. think they just, so Terry, for but instance. But what does that say of, of this, that, these people. Well, that... I, I, I want to insist on asking what it says of we people. Oh. <laughs> what does it say so, of we people? Their ego ideals are surface. It, if they were looking at us, would they see us as two-dimensionally yeah, as we're seeing them right now? Maybe. Um, perhaps they would see us as having unnecessarily complicated something in order to distract ourselves from the truth or something. Which is that we want to have sex with a tradie with tats and a tan. Right. Mm. Or ultimately, yeah, want the same thing as them, whether it's that or not. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, tradies do get, like, if you're a brickie, you're essentially just being paid to be at the gym all day. Sam has <laughs> considered a physical job for the first time. Hey, fuck you. I grew, <laughs> I grew up on a farm. <laughs> Doing the books or? <laughs> Digging a hole. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, think about it. There are some people, they're not us, mm. but their day job keeps them fit. Yes. They're definitely not us. <laughs> <laughs> but Wild. they like that. Not only that, not they only to, they can sit on the couch without guilt after work because they've done a day's physical labor. They can smash an oak chalk milk, the whole yeah, thing, they can. and not feel as if that is a ridiculous indulgence. That's just yes. feeding the machine. That's just getting through a day of work. <laughs> They're going to have to have those eighteen hundred kilojoules in two mouthfuls. Yeah, that's just before their morning tea. Yeah, they can eat a medium Whopper meal as a, <gasps> as recess. That's their play lunch. Big, big Jack. 
<laughs> Sam, <laughs> on our state-sanctioned walk the other day, Sam very kindly <laughs> accompanied me <laughs> to the Hungry Jacks on Elizabeth Street to try the Big Jack. <laughs> Are you going to give us your review? I'm glad that I admitted to craving and then purchasing a Big Jack burger. Um, oh, just so people yeah, know, the Big I Jack is the Hungry Jack's version of a Big Mac that they've yeah, in fact been out. taken to court uh, um, because of its extreme yeah. resemblance. Right, okay. Sorry, keep That's going. That's right. Yeah, so so they've, they've obviously um, mimicked the Big Mac. Big Mac has been on the market for decades now. Hungry Jack's strut on in with the Big Jack. I was desperate to try it and I did. It was better. Because the burgers are better at Hungry Jack's. I will leave it at that. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I do agree with you that the burgers are better with Hungry Jack yeah. at Hungry Jack's. Yeah. Um, do you think, though, that a... Do you think we can get love, love advertising Mainland? dollars post hoc for this plug that we've given Hungry Jack's? I would love to get some sponsorship money for the Big Jack. Yeah. I w- I'd like to rep the Whopper. Do you think they could give us a T-shirt each? Absolutely. I would also rep the Whopper. I love it. It's my favourite burger on the fast food market. Agreed. Yeah. By far the best one in Australian fast food market. Yeah. It's a shame that you have to order cheese with it if you want it. But other than that, it's a what do pretty... You mean? Well, you have to order a Whopper with cheese. They don't default come with cheese. But why is that a shame? I think the Whopper should come with cheese. You don't want to have to say those two extra words. It's fine. I'm happy to. I am and I will (laughs) But it is like one floor of the burger Otherwise great And unnecessary An uncanny amount of raw onion in that burger Which Mm -hmm. I love about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still stuck on that you don't want to have to say whopper with cheese, please. No, <laughs> it's not just... about not wanting to say it. That's not my beef. Is it because it's burger. extra Did money? You like that? It's not your beef. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I was talking. No, it's not the extra money. It just doesn't. It doesn't sit right that it that it's not there by default. Okay, well, but what's the? I'm happy to say those two extra words. I'm not crazy. No, it's just that not. I think the burger should have the cheese. <laughs> but is it is it an ethical qualm you have, or is it like about <coughs> like some sort of metaphysical efficiency you don't want to have to overdefine? I think the burger is made le- lesser by that recipe. Yeah, that's all. It's not ethical, right? Because the whopper with cheese, the existence of the whopper with cheese poses the whopper as originally deficient. Yes, I think. Well, in my eyes, yes. Right. It poses the whopper without so like, cheese oh, as it... as the the ideal whopper. Right. So and I don't think it is for you. The cheese, even though this is a going to, it's going to be a difficult one for you to get because it, it involves adding rather than subtracting. But f- for you, the cheese, the addition of cheese to the whopper, is yeah. like a circumcision. The Whopper is born Yeah, yeah. Wrong. It's it's saying uh, that it's born wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like why would you need to make that small alteration at the eighth day of <laughs> being alive? Yeah. Just make it that way, God. If this is a God thing. Yeah. 
Well, can we segue this into the born wrongness of <laughs> Love Island somehow? <laughs> or do we have to accept that today we've mostly just talked about burgers and sun cream? No, I wanted to bring it back and say when, when your point, I just wanted to touch on this just for a second. Mm-hmm. When I was like, what subculture is that? And you said, it's not a subculture. Olivia is not part of a subculture. And is, is that true? It might be. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I what mean, makes I, a subculture? I mean, on the Love Mainland account that we share on Instagram, we follow Olivia and I don't see her doing anything that is um, outside of what you could say would be mainstream culture. I see. I see. But I wonder that, like, and Ibiza going tattooed, reality television obsessed, degrade celebrity. Mm. That's that's not main. Not everyone's living that life. I feel like these But are you saying that every famous person is not a part of the culture that they're part of? Mm. I mean, she's the cream of a certain crop, but she's still part of that same crop. But I'm also part of a crop and I would say that I form a member of a subculture. Yes, but we're talking about Olivia. I know. So why do I get to have subculture attached to me but Olivia doesn't? Um, But you're a freak. Yeah, but so is she when you think (laughs) about it. Most people aren't living her life. Yes, but she's the type, she's the freak that represents the majority of freaks, seeing as really everybody is. Yeah, you think most people would be on Ibiza if they could be? Yeah. You think that's the life people would live if they could? No, they mightn't, but they would aspire to it or they would even say they aspire to it or whatever. Mm, Yeah. Or imagine that that would be them if they had the time and the money, yeah. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting, it's interesting to think what types of individual sustain a culture and, I'm de- I mean, I'm definitely not, you know, there, there's plenty of work on this already that I'm not aware of, but it requires, let, let's like pose some totally abstracted figures it requires a woman who's olivia's age and notionally of similar appearance to her but who is a mild-mannered accountant who would never party in ibiza Uh. it requires her to say oh that's not for me for the culture to exist anyway there's got to be like those two kinds of person in Mm. you know in as much as you could even talk about a discrete culture culture, Mm. like there's like a sphere around it but yeah you know what i mean there's still got to be some there's still got to be some um i don't know is there a difference between a becky and a stacy i can't remember which one's which oh anyway they've got to be becky's and stacy's in the same culture yeah. Whichever one's which. And um, do we consider a Becky or a Stacey to be a subculture or is there <clears throat> a value? No, they're to... like the mages and the wizards mm. and the commandos of the same culture. Because otherwise you're saying that like 
doctors and lawyers are a subculture. And yeah, sure, we can start talking about cultures that obtain within certain occupations, within yes. certain disciplines, within cer- you know, within women, within men. But I don't, I don't think it's about profe- like profession. Well, but there are there are little cultures that emerge in sort in all these little community littler communities. But I still don't think that Olivia is like like Olivia and Alex inhabit the same culture, and they don't have the same. They're not. They don't have the same gender. They don't have the same occupation. Yeah, I just wonder if the Ibiza, the Ibiza type, could be considered a subculture of our universe. Interesting. Mm. Um. Well. I don't think so. No, because it's attached to the mainstream, therefore it can't be sub. Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a contingency, but I don't. I think that it happens that in the UK that is a popular enough thing mm. to do that it's like in the imagination mm-hmm. of the majority of mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that age. You make it sound like you think what we do is so obscure. And so um, infrequent. How so? I'm talking about them. I know, but what you 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 assigned to subcultures, and you believe yourself a member of them. I didn't say that. Well, I think you identify as similar to me. And when I asked, you said, "Yeah, you're a subculture because you're a freak." <laughs> 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 and you are too, mm-hmm. Sammy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know that we have to place ourselves in order to talk about them. Mm. And mm. I would happily go to to Ibiza. I would love to. Yeah, me too. Take me there right now. Yeah. I'm locked in my house right now. I know my Jasmine better than... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a person's name. The plant thought, at the front of my house. I thought you were referring to a jazz man. <laughs> Like um, what's the name like of you the had jazz a local man jazz from man. the Simpsons? <laughs> I know my jazz man. Yeah, if you if you're not going visiting your local jazz man, <laughs> he visits you. Now some things happen on these three episodes. Oh, I really did. My notes are a bit slapdash, but I well, I noted one thing at the beginning, and I want to ask you about group psychology. Uh-huh. Are you ready for a question about yeah. group psychology? Okay, so yeah, moment, lay it on me. Surprise question. Yeah. <laughs> there's a moment where um, we learn that Alex's dick is massive. Mm-hmm. Olivia says it a few times. In several moments we Yeah, there are. <laughs> and then we see him hard in bed, tenting the bed sheets like <laughs> quite high. Above his body. <laughs> and then he also, um, somebody asks him to, one of the guys asks to see it in the bathroom and he mm-hmm. shows it to them. No, he flopped it out before being asked. Oh, and maybe. That's what okay. Got it yeah, started. he flopped it out. And then everybody runs in there to see it. And then straight after that, everybody starts having sex. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that? 
Yeah, they did edit it that way because they were all getting ready for bed when yes, he lifted out. I considered that they a, might have just edited it that way. Yeah. But I don't think that changes the question because um, because they've edited it that way for a reason. So we can talk about the choices the housemates made in all having sex straight after seeing Alex's cock. Or we could talk about the choices that the producers made yeah, in, in doing that, you know, in asking for that particular edit. But either mm-hmm. way... What we're seeing counterposed is the moment of everybody encountering this massive dick yeah. and then everybody fucking all at once. Totally adds up. Right? Mm. And, you know, it's another one where, okay, sure, there's something very obvious in it, but there's also something that's really eluding me about that moment. Like, what's the group psychology of s- we see a big dick and we want to <laughs> mm. fuck? I mean, Sam, I'll let you take this one. <laughs> I'm asking you because I don't know. I know. I knew, um, I knew you wouldn't want me to. Yeah, you do know. Put I've you got on thoughts the spot. on this. Intuitively, you, I've got thoughts on this. Yeah, my my my, my thoughts are only intuitive. Like, yeah. so, but you do. But yours. I felt them in my loins, so it's got to be real. Look, I don't know as as someone attracted to the penis. Um, I, I will speak from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But I reckon what's going on there is all the women were desperate to see it. They like ran faster than anything into mm-hmm. the bathroom. To see it. Alex was happy to oblige. At, at, like at that, I think he'd shown one person mm. in order to, and there had been talk about it already in the mm-hmm. episode before, and word got around mm-hmm. after Alex and Olivia had sex for the first time. He was debriefing with the boys. Mm-hmm. And Nathan was like, I think Adam said, "Oh, did you, did you, did you get it on? Did you stick it in?" And Alex no, Adam like, said something yeah. that's just more disgusting. In yeah, how autistic it is. Exactly. I remember he did said, you get it? "Did you dip said, it in?" Oh. No, no, he said. So, did you get to have a release? Oh yes! What the fuck? <laughs> Adam, he is so. We'll get on to him. Nice guy. He's like an incel who got himself a rig, essentially. He is is an incel with a rig. He is uh, autistic and deeply offensive as well. Mm, mm -mm. But anyway, Um, keep going. Yeah, and then Nathan sat down with them. Oh, Nathan was like, um, oh, yeah. um, So I heard you got a big dick. No, Kara spoke to Olivia this morning, yeah. Yeah, and Alex was like, oh, yeah, did she say that it happened? And Nathan really calmly was like, yeah, 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 she did. She told Kara, pause. There was like perfect comedic pause there for four seconds or so. And then Nathan just goes, said, yeah, a huge cock, huge <laughs> cock. And Alex was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Nathan just stared into the middle distance and said, but you've been called worse things. <laughs> he was really <laughs> angry about it. Alex just laughed. It was so good. <laughs> It was so great. So anyway, all the boys hated except Nathan brought it up. Later that night, it was him who yelled out to the room, hey, boys, let's rod and tackle it or let's tent and peg it. Let's tent and peg it or something. And they all seemed to know what that meant. Right. And then Alex was just ready. Oh, I missed that. So I yeah. thought it was just that. Uh, see, I didn't even realize it was night. I thought Alex had woken up with morning wood. No, no, and Nathan requested and then immediately looked across Alex, clearly very fixated on the idea of this huge cock. And then, and then when he saw the tent and pegs, mm. he was horrified. He was like, that's wrong, that's wrong. 
<laughs> anyway, shortly after everyone sees it, Marlon went to run into the bathroom. Remember, Terry held her back. Yep. Yep. She was not allowed well, to look at the Nathan also held Kara back, but it was, yep. it was, it was in both cases. It was pretty cute the way they did it as yep. well. They but, like showed some vulnerability in. They, they weren't being right. shitty. They but were, I think it's that same sentiment that brings me to my answer to your question, mm-hmm. which is what makes everyone fuck after seeing a giant cock. Mm-hmm. I think it's for people who want one inside them. Mm. They're just turned on by it. They've seen a giant cock. It's sexy. See, whenever I hear the word just, I feel dissatisfied. There's no just anything. Okay, what did I say? They're just turned on by it. But we want to talk about the mechanics of being turned on by it. Oh, right. Well, they're imagining being fucked by a giant cock, mm-hmm. which they've just seen with their eyes. Yeah, but but that's circular because they like being fucked. You're saying they like being fucked by a giant cock because they're imagining being fucked by a giant cock. But what makes the cock attractive in the first? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that is a different question. <laughs> you have just the changed image the of question the cock. to the fundamentals of being alive. No, I, I'll, I'll take as a, as sort of like a ground level to sexual excitement, th- the stimulation of the mucous membranes of the vagina. That's fine. Like you can, I'm not going to try and reason through that. You like having something in there? That's good. Mm. That's not... We don't need to uh, get that one into language. Mm. But then the vision of the dick. Well, I think in addition to whoever wants it inside them, Mm. the person who might be an owner of a dick and sleeping with a woman at this time and having just seen a giant cock Mm. needs to reassert themselves, so to speak. Right, mark the territory. Right, or not yeah. necessarily, or just like it's tr- it's it's sparked, you know, or inflamed their own libido mm. because now they're like on task. Mm-hmm. You know, they've seen the thing that triggers the task that their drive is telling them to do, mm. and they need to reaffirm that they too own the phallus. Mm. But yeah, but they're they're also turned on by it, right? Well, what that's the same thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I guess it is. It is the same thing. Did that answer your question? It is an answer to your question. Yeah, yeah At least it's where well my enough. mind went. Because I just had in my mind this, like, scene from, you know, the, the black monolith in 2001. Like, oh, Alex's yeah. dick is, like, just the originary, the originary dick. Of them. Oh, yeah, that's pretty phallocentric. <laughs> For that, well, how is that different to what we were talking about? Well, I don't know because you used the word original as if as if the penis was seminal. <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> Semen yeah. is stored in the balls. Cinnamon. <laughs> Semen. <laughs> Cinnamon. So, you know that's why I always sneeze. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I gotta poop with my baby. I've been. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. All right. We've mangled so that one. So, what do you well think, enough. though? What do you think makes the that those heterosexual in quotation mark men want to fuck as soon as they see an, a giant cock? No, I don't really know. I would like to. B- Maybe 
do some more reading. But I mean, I think that it's um, there's got to be something a bit more. It's got to be a bit more confused and a bit more complicated than just marking. You know, like um, reasserting themselves. Although that's I don't definitely think it is marking in the mi- territory. Reasserting, you said, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Or reaffir- reaffirming themselves. <laughs> it's. Not, I don't think it's an evolutionary psychology thing. Yeah, this I'm always. No. I'm always against an evolutionary psychology Me too, reading. And that's not what. Yeah, it's I not think what it's I'm more saying. just like. Um, the the users can't uh, the listeners can't see my 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 Jewish hand gestures right now, but yeah. it's got to be more like um just like more gestalt than that. It's got to be like mm. oh the dick, you know, like the the symbol of like the symbol of our heterosexual act, like uh, our emblem, the dick. Yeah. You know, just like a call to arms or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. That's right. Yeah. Do it, yeah, doing the, you know, being reminded. Do the thing. Yeah, do the thing. Get on task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I was thinking. I didn't yeah. have like any particularly expert opinion on it. I reckon it's also some sort of autoerotic thing, like, you know, being aroused by the view of like – by vision of the penis, mm. even though they claim to be straight men, I think we all experience that that well, homosexuality with with like viewing. Yeah. Well, there's also the other thing, which is that um, you know the Lacanian assessment for of the the sexes he would refer to them as, although I think a lot of listeners might refer to them as genders, uh, although there's a bit of ambiguity there in French, but. Um, is that the the human that I the type of human that identifies as a man or is put in the position of man mm. is um, the one for whom there is a man who has the phallus. There is mm-hmm. one man who has it. It's not me. I mm. internally know it's not me, but there is one man who mm. has it. Mm. And, you know, and so I think that like for a lot of them, it is very um, affirming to see that there is a guy who has an undeniably mm. massive dick because mm. they're like, oh, there is, because I identify with him well enough it affirms that I am a man precisely because I don't have it. I'm mm. struggling, you know what I mean? I'm struggling mm. to have it. Yeah, that which I see the other having. Yes, exactly. Mm. So it mm. affirms mm. them in their struggle to have it and then part of the struggle to have it is to, like you say, assert it, to mm. use it. Is that? I wonder if that's the psychology behind cucking. Yeah, it yeah. It's part of that same masochistic mm. structure, I guess. Oh, yeah, to see it made physical. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, they all got of off the momentarily yeah. on uh, the gaze being, you know, like in a, in the dimension of the gaze, they were cucked and they loved it. Turned right. them, turned them right on, tickled them right. on their little nads. Yeah. Yeah, but also aroused them because they love their own cock. Yeah, and they were looking at a cock that reminded them of their cock. Yeah, yeah, and then all the even more primitive things that they could have mm. that they could have imagined sucking it, 
and mm. then that would recall the breast for them or whatever. Right, or it made them run to All the vagina. All speculative. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Or their fear of the cock made them mm-hmm. run into the warm embrace of the vagina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's good. Good sum up of the effect that Alex's giant cock had on the vela. <laughs> and his beautiful <laughs> eyes. Oh, he's so gorgeous. He mm. is so gorgeous. And then I was talking about Adam a bit in my notes. I mean, I think he's so awkward and, yes, he's very probo, but, you know, I'm always, I mean, but let's think about the dynamics of the show that might favour him being as probo as he's been. True, and that's exactly right. It's like editing and I think he is someone who is singularly uncomfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. That's what I yeah. That's what I was thinking. I think yeah. he's just really not suited to being there. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be suiting him at all. Yeah, and it's easy to demonize him with what we're seeing. I mean, yeah, like even when he said the most unconscionable thing he said, and really, mm-hmm. it's not like you don't really get to come back from that in mm-hmm. anybody's estimation. But when he said, "Oh, I could just you know, she's a stripper. I could just fuck Liana, and then I could get together with Tina." The uh, prim and proper ones, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, sort of stating in really explicit fashion the Ma- the Madonna whore complex, mm. uh, but which uh, they then like when that was revealed to the house and there was a big uproar at him having said that, they they were all casually referring to this dynamic as the fucking chuck. The fucking chuck. Yes. Yeah. They, dis- they they all had a familiar term. He really wanted to fucking chuck uh, Liana, but I think that. Um, sort of, because uh, we've already discussed this in the same way as Tom painted egg was like, oh yeah, I'll neck on with the rugby mates. I feel like in that moment, Adam was trying to be like, hey, I'm a normal human male, yes. like you human men. Yes, correct. He was yeah. like, is this socializing? Yeah, is this? Yeah, a, I'm going <laughs> to yes. do locker room talk right yes, now. Yes, correct. Even you though could see I see him playing that role. You know, he's not fucking anybody. He's the most dry dicked guy in the in the villa. I don't. Therefore, think... the most desperate to be accepted into the 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 herd. Yes, that's right. And I don't mm. think he was even interested in having sex mm. with Liana and mm. throwing her away, or or you know. Th- Anyway, no, his interest one way or the him. other is not at all accessible to me, but he's, he's not shown any, like, um, vigour with respect to the sex act. Uh, but Correct. he's then going, oh, yeah, I could just fuck Liana. I don't I think he was just trying to act up to the boys. Which is 100% an incel. Right. Yeah. This is, that's that is right. The description. That's right. That's that. That it's in that territory more than mm. it is in the territory that he would rather. Like he wants us to think of him as this sort of, you know, derisive man, but he's not even. He's just no. like. I think can't he get was his speaking shit together. a certain type of fantasy when he said, "I could just fuck Liana and then choose Tina," because he knows as well as any of us that he would be incapable of pulling that off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And also what's funny is the way that he conjures the culture that he presumes he's in, even though his presumption is wrong, when he's like, oh, yes. yeah, could just fuck that chick and chuck that other way. And all the other guys are like, oh, okay, oh. dude. <laughs> yeah, he's totally miscalculated. <laughs> yeah, he's miscalculated. Yeah. But he's imagined the thing he's in. And I don't even know where he got that imagining of it. 
Mm. Like, yeah, the guys are, um, or whatever. Not the, not the, not the greatest guys, but they're also not what they they like. They have decorum. They're not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Even amongst themselves, there's some decorum. For sure, and some yeah. sociability. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like he's lacking that. He's tin-eared. Yes. Yeah. But the other guys really make a point of describing him, and they say it really earnestly that he's a really good guy. He's a really, really good guy. And all the girls seem to say it as well, that he's a nice guy. And I wonder if they're also glossing over something for his sake. It's hard because of the editing, but because Mm. maybe they – Maybe they just cut out all the times that he's doing like little things for people. Mm. He seems, you know, eager to serve. Yes. So. But then actually the opposite is true in conversation or in like courtship where he was, he got totally offered in this incel sort of way because he felt like he was making all the effort and Tina wasn't. Mm, mm, mm. And then he couldn't even have a conversation when he decided that he was offered. Yeah, he couldn't have the conversation. And then she approached him angry because she heard that he said he was going to fucking chuck her. No, oh, that was Liana, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Who mm. are you talking about? Tina. That's Tina, right, yeah, yeah. He couldn't do that. No. And um, he just kept eating his Snacker Jacks, <laughs> which I've Googled them today. They're a little rice cracker. Yeah. But they're like a flavoured rice cracker. It's like a healthy replacement for a chip. I was going to get you some for your birthday, but there's no way they'll get here in time. Oh, that's really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was like, I was just sitting there eating two Cracker Jacks, minding my own business. Snacker Jacks. Snacker Jacks, sorry. Oh, it's a play on words. Oh, the British. (laughs) And then he casually said to Liana, she walked into a room in a crop top. He was resting on a bed and he just casually said, are your nips constantly hard? <laughs> she was really taken aback. He but, was referring to the fact that they're pierced. But then, when he got on the when she when he said that, she got on the bed with him and started acting seductive. Yeah, because she's she knows that the men have the power, so yeah. to speak. And then he got hard, and he made mention of it. Yeah, and he was like, she was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, they're mostly hard. They sort of have a mind of their own. Um. And he said, they're a good size. And then she said, oh, thanks, because she's trying to flirt with him because she wants to stay on the island. Yeah. Do you prefer them real or fake? And he said, I don't care, just big and pierced. (laughs) And then she said, I prefer them fake. And then he looks down at his pants and was like, oh, yep, there we go, and moved a cushion onto his groin, end scene. He's always hugging a cushion. (laughs) He's always got a cushion. That makes (laughs) me feel like he's still a baby. (laughs) And he's often got a cushion between his legs or he's hugging one quite tightly to his chest. Oh, it's very awkward. Yeah, yeah. Every time we see him, I feel like I have to um, text our friend from the States who said Adam is the most traumatized man on yeah, the show. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might be true. We do need to get that person on because we need to know. Mm. Um, and then the last thing I really want to talk about, I, I don't know what you, what you got on your notes, but I, I, uh, is um, the Marlon and Terry situation. 
Oh, shit. That was a big bombshell. They were even referring to it as a bombshell on the show. Because it really upset me. So, in episode 24, out of the blue, the producers, you know, the send a text, that's how they communicate with the housemates, that just straight up they were like, as a surprise, Britain's been voting on who their favourite woman in the villa is. And tonight, the person with the lowest votes will be evicted. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know there was going to be, someone was going to be dumped off the island. It was all very surprising. Everyone's very traumatised by this announcement. And then we, then they, they come back a few hours later and they're like, we've tallied the votes from Britain. These are the women with the three lowest vote counts. The three women with the lowest vote counts. Yeah, yep. and that was Liana and Tina, the two newest women. F- makes sense. We haven't gotten to know them. Last in, first out. And the third one was Marlon, who's been there since day one. Mm. And then they read out who got the lowest votes. The least popular woman was Marlon, and she was evicted from the house. Nobody believed it. People were like making – Nathan had to read out the text and people were making Nathan show them the phone. People yeah. thought he was – because he's a trickster, people thought he was taking the piss. Yeah. But it was actually Everyone Marlon. was absolutely shocked. We were and aghast. And I just reckon that was straight-up racism. By Britain. Yeah. Do you reckon? Marlon – like, yeah, Marlon well, is like, yeah, I can't think of anything that would like make people dislike no, Marlon. I feel like it's straight up racism. Yeah, or like a fake vote. Do you think it was rigged? By all the Marlon haters? No, by the producers because it would uh, be a bombshell. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know what, what um, how stringent are the regulations on that sort of voting? Like, you yeah, know, who knows who's counting that vote? There's all sorts of regulations for when you participate in a raffle or do any sort of legal gambling. Yeah, true. But are there for would be participating like in one pound? Yeah, one when pound they call 50. in. I'm hoping that there's some oversight on this. I know. I hope uh, if anybody has worked in reality TV production and knows any, or, or in like any sort of television voting scheme. Can you please contact us and let us know how legit it is? The women were really copying it the, those few episodes. Like it was leading up to the the men had the power at the next coupling up ceremony. Well, it is their fault. It is. It is true. Expelled from Eden. That's true. Yes, they are just paying for that original sin. Yeah. Um, fair enough, Marlon. Yeah, be booted off the island. Yes. Yeah, you're right. There's literally nothing to suggest she should have been the one to boot it off the island. I mean, uh, coming up against Katie. Yeah. Yeah. But Marlon's not not even boring. Like, she's not... She gossips. She gossips. She's fun. Her relationship with Terry has been like a staple of the show. Not really. We haven't seen a huge amount of them. She's toasty. Yeah, Rihanna, but that was episodes ago. Yeah, but it's had it's had it's reverberated through the show. It really has. It really as, has. As it's set norms for to... the way for the operation of couples. <laughs> but theirs theirs is not a happy relationship. No. And maybe Britain saw that. Interesting. I guess I'm out of touch with them. 
but yeah, maybe yeah. they did. But I mean, Britain can see that Sophie and Tom aren't in a happy relationship. I know. But I think people are afraid of voting Sophie and or Tom off for fear of retribution. For fear of Tom just going nuclear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, fair enough. But um, <laughs> but so but then Marlon gets voted off, and Terry, in a way that I thought commendable, jumped right mm. up, went mm. and hugged her, and said, "Don't worry, don't be sad. We're leaving together. I'm coming mm-hmm. with you." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, good boy. Mm. Well done." Wanted to give yeah. him a scratch behind the ears. Yeah. Uh, but then he just didn't. Yeah, and then he didn't. And then he just didn't. And it turned out to be even worse because he lied and then hadn't done. So as you pointed out when we were watching the producers do it on purpose, so, so Marlon's been officially dumped from the island based on the vote and then Terry opts to leave with his chosen partner. But they don't let them leave together. So they have this dramatic goodbye to Marlon where she walks out the villa doors. Everyone's waving and crying. Terry doesn't leave at that point. So they they lag it a bit in order to build up this suspense and give him an opportunity to think about his decision. Mm -hmm. And he had convinced Marlon with with no uncertainty that he would be joining her, she leaves and then suddenly all the men are in his ear being like, don't leave, you can't leave. That would be the biggest mistake of your life if you were to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only it's only three more weeks. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And he was like, yeah, look, you know, if I get out there and we're, and it doesn't work out, I'd be kicking myself and then I'd think, I should have just been in there spending time with the boys. And they're like, yeah, that's it. He's not thinking about spending time with the boys. Mm. He's thinking about getting a bit of that extra pussy. He kept referring to the test. This is my test. I have to go through with the test. If there's another girl that comes in, she turns my head. That's the test. That'll be the test. That'll be the test. That'll be the test, won't it, Terry? Yeah. Tell's going to get tested all right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I like how and this is like they, a four-year-old or five. How? Uh, yeah, it's four years ago that this happened, isn't it? Is it? Yep. Did that, and yes, we're it still is. we're in suspense about what's going to happen <laughs> next. <laughs> Successfully dodged the Wikipedia page this we entire have. time. We've been doing research on the show all the time <laughs> and just always avoiding finding out what happens in the end. Yeah, it's so true. I've been like Nancy drawing it as mm. if all of this information isn't just there to watch. <laughs> but, you know, they casually dropped when they were talking about they were trying to convince Terry to stay, which he did decide to do, though. Mm. Uh, someone said, if you've only been together two and a half weeks, it's only been <laughs> two and a half weeks in the real affair. <laughs> isn't that crazy? Yeah. How long have we been doing this podcast? Well, Four we've got this years? is the fourteenth episode, <laughs> <laughs> and we took a little bit of a hiatus while we were both working in um, in our essential field. True, true, true. Uh, so I think we've been going at least four months, five months. Yeah, two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks of show, <laughs> <laughs> and five months of blabbing. But just before we go, I do want to say that in episode 24, they played this hilarious game called Who Was the Muggiest Mug in the Villa, mm. where they read out 
bitchy, mean things that people had said and they had to guess who they were said about Mm -hmm. and by whom. Yeah. Which was terrific. Yeah. I can't remember any of them in particular. Well, I remember the most important one. Yeah. Which was that they revealed that Sophie had disclosed in secret to another woman saying, I genuinely don't think he's the one for me. Mm. Talking about Tom. Which he knows. And that was revealed. And... Everyone sort of didn't talk about it, but is it because everyone's afraid of Tom? Afraid of Tom. Yes. (laughs) I don't, I mean, he's the biggest there, but he's also got the reddest face. And I think it's more so his red face that that inspires the fear. He's already (laughs) popping a vein. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's willing to see that. That oh, gasket burst. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, you don't want to pop Tom's <laughs> head gasket. <laughs> All right. How so long have we been recording? Oh, a, 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 an hour and a half almost. Oh, it's enough. Yeah, that is enough. So we'll come. Ba- we'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Yeah, and this- Love Island episode 26, 27, 28. Yeah, let's say if you're if you're playing along at home. Okay, bye bye. Okay. Put up or shut up, huh? Nip the crit. 